And we are live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. What's up, guys? Nick Scrip on the P2W Fantasy Podcast. Just finished up two weeks of NFL football, so that's two weeks of fantasy football. Some people are really happy. Some people are a little nervous right now. Some people are somewhere in the middle after those two weeks, but we have plenty to go in this NFL season. So I do this stream every week where I go through my favorite starts that are non-obvious. And I'll get into uh, how I did last week with some of those and the guys I like this week. But as always, this podcast is partnered up with the Fantasy Points Media Group, which is a branch of Fantasy Points. I just dropped my midweek mailbag show on Fantasy Points on their YouTube channel. You can go check it out there. Articles, they have advanced research, uh, different media streams, advanced data. Um, They have a Discord. Everything you're looking for for fantasy football is literally all in one spot. Highly recommended. I'm on the site every single day. You can use my discount promo code P2W2248. Discount, again, on FantasyPoints.com, the 101 of fantasy sites. Uh, As I just said before, we are going to go through some week three starts that I feel like can beat their projections for this coming week. And uh, stick with me here. All right, so again, on this stream, I'm going through some starts that I like for the coming week. Always have some misses. I had some misses last week. I didn't didn't do well for the quarterback position. I thought Matt Ryan was going to have a decent game. Not going down that road again. Uh, didn't really hit on on my my second tight end, and um, I think uh, the running backs were were not that great either. But I did hit on Drake London last week. Uh, I thought he was going to have a good game. I said I thought he was going to have ten plus targets. He did. He had twelve in that game. He had eight catches, eighty six receiving yards, and a touchdown. Twenty four point six fantasy points. Great game for the rookie. I also said I was all in on Amar on blah, 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 Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Commanders, who had nine catches on 12 targets for 116 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 39.4 fantasy points. He's another guy who said, hey, I like the matchup. I think he's going to have 10-plus targets, and he did. Also like Pat Fryermuth versus the Patriots, who had a nice game, four catches on seven targets for 22 receiving yards and a touchdown. 12.2 fantasy points, so nothing wild there, but he did beat his projection, and that's what this show is. I, I, I want to talk about guys I feel are going to beat their projection and will be useful in your fantasy lineup. And I'm not going to say the obvious guys. I'm not going to talk about Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson and Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley and Travis Kelsey. I'm trying to mix things up so that I cover different players and, and don't talk about the same guys every week and also some guys that are not obvious. So let's start things off with the quarterback starts of the week. Uh, We got a question here. And if you guys have questions, feel free to throw them on YouTube. But uh, Jackson Polrang asks, hey, man, do you think I should trade Connor, Cub, Godwin, and Hawkinson for Amon Ra, Debo, Derrick Henry, and Kittle? So this is interesting. The one thing I'll say about trades like this is I hate when there's so many moving pieces. I feel like you should identify what you want in the trade. Keep it simple. And, and, and attack that one player with with maybe two or something to offset it. When there's like five pieces and five pieces there, 
Um, I think it's just too much going on. Connor, Cup, and Godwin for Hawkinson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Kittle. I'm not really into Kittle. Um, I guess you're also getting Hawkinson in that uh, in case he is still injured. Um, Connor, Cup, Godwin, I would just stay put. There's too many moving pieces, and I know that's a cop-out thing to say, but um, figure out who you want to target and, and figure out you know what that other manager needs in order for you to kind of incent and give them an incentive to trade away that player. I think when there's all these moving pieces, like are you really going anywhere with the trade? Probably would need some more context. But let's let's go into the uh, the starts of the week. Uh, first one is going to be the quarterback position, and it's going to be Kirk Cousins versus Detroit. So points per game allowed data comes from FantasyPoints.com. Again, go sign up today. Promo code P2W22. The Lions through two games allow the second most points per game to the quarterback position. The Lions also allow the sixth most passing yards per game. Need to be careful with, with you know these statistics because it's only two weeks. And maybe they played the best two teams on their whole schedule in those first two weeks. But it's still important to find trends and, and um, speak on what did happen. So uh, as the weeks go on and you see these, these defenses that give up a certain amount of you know points per game to specific positions or uh, yards per game through the air on the ground. It's important to note that because then we can find guys that have a good matchup. So again, the Lions seem to be a good matchup for quarterbacks on paper. Wentz went three touchdowns and 337 passing yards last week. Hertz did a lot of damage to them on the ground in week one, uh, which I don't expect Kirk Cousins to do, but he did throw for 243 passing yards. So Kirk Cousins, a rough go in week two versus the Eagles. He had one touchdown, three interceptions, 58.7 for his completion rate, 221 yards. Week one, though, he, he was much better. He was he was competent, 71.9 uh, completion percentage, 277 passing yards, 23, uh, I'm sorry, two touchdowns to Justin Jefferson. All right, obviously that connection, great. It's been great. It looked good in week one. Number four in red zone attempts so far, which is a good sign for more multi-touchdown games to come. Player profiler so far ranks him through two weeks as number one in deep ball accuracy rating. So if we check some boxes here, all right, uh, playing a defense that's giving up plenty of quarterback fantasy points per game so far, playing a defense that gives up a lot through the air, and now we have the potential for uh, the upside in, in yardage and the upside in, in multiple touchdowns. So I think it's a bounce back game for Kirk Cousins. And the funny thing is, and I won't do this often, but the funny thing is here is I think that um, we have another question. I'll throw them on the screen. Will they feel pressure to get Cook going, though? You know, I, I, I'm all in uh, on Delvin Cook still. Uh, I, I had a video that dropped on Twitter. You can find it there. It's on TikTok as well as uh, trade targets. But, you know, Kirk Cousins, I don't think they're going to say, hey, let's let's not pass the ball. Let, let, let's ground and pound uh, Delvin Cook, especially knowing that Detroit is giving up a lot through the year. They're not doing well against quarterbacks. Um, Detroit is really fighting in these games, which I think makes it, you know, even more of a matchup. Uh, I still have faith in Delvin Cook, but, Got to factor in, you know, Irv Smith looked okay last game. Justin Jefferson might be the best wide receiver or top three wide receiver in the league. So I think both guys can be successful uh, in, in this matchup, Delvin Cook and uh, the the passing game. Plus, Delvin Cook gets some some good targets as, as well. First two weeks, he hasn't had like 10 targets, but 
he's gotten some good work um, in the air. I think I think five targets both games, which is not bad. Uh, Jared Goff, I also like in this game. So again, I, I said this uh, before I answer the question, but I'm not going to do that often on the show. But I think we have to give Jared Goff a little bit of notice here. And guys who have listened to me before know that I have a soft spot for Jared Goff. Uh, I'll always point to you guys, though, and say, hey, you like Amon Ross St. Brown so much and, and DeAndre Swift a lot. And you guys, you know, some guys still like TJ Hawkinson and, and Chark, you know, looked okay week one, but you don't like the quarterback. It doesn't really add up. Same matchup. Jared Goff right now is a top 10 quarterback for fantasy. Jalen Hurts threw 333 yards in week two against the Minnesota Vikings. Rodgers, on the other hand, he struggled week one. I'll, I'll note that. But 15.5 and 26.04 fantasy points for Jared Goff, his first two games. Six total touchdowns on the year, which is number five for quarterbacks. 256 passing yards last game. The Lions lost to the Eagles by three, and they beat the Commanders. They're competitive. This is going to be a very important game for their division. All right, Detroit versus Minnesota. Okay, just seeing the Packers lost to Minnesota, but uh, I think them... Minnesota and Detroit and Chicago, right, are all one and one, if I'm not mistaken right now. This is going to be a competitive game. I think both teams have been giving up a decent amount to the quarterback position. And, and if, uh, if you're streaming a guy, you, you lost Trey Lance, um, you lost Dak Prescott, you have somebody that looks pretty bad right now. I think Jared Goff's a guy you can you can look to stream. Kirk Cousins might be your, your starter on a weekly basis and didn't have the best game last uh but I do like him and Jared Goff in this uh, in this matchup. So I'm going to go with the same game, two guys that I, I like this week. And we'll go to the running back position now. I like Miles Sanders versus the Commanders. And a lot of people, you know, rip on Miles Sanders all the time, but uh, he's been running the ball better. He's been running the ball pretty good. I think the offense as a whole is looking pretty good, Philadelphia. 13 for 96 and a touchdown, 7.38 for his yards per carry in week one for 18.5 fantasy points. Great. Good. 17 for 80 versus Minnesota, 4.71 yards per carry for 11.6 fantasy points. So not what you maybe wanted. It didn't burn you, but again, pretty good yards per carry. The yardage is pretty decent. He has five catches so far, which... Probably is not the best, right, for uh, for PPR purposes. But I think Miles Sanders is running the ball well. Washington are currently tied for giving up the fourth most points per game to running backs, the fifth most rushing yards per game. James Robinson scored two total touchdowns on them week one and rushed for 66 yards. DeAndre Swift in week two touched the ball seven total times and scored 16.7 fantasy points. The Eagles offense, again, looks solid. Miles is running efficiently. It's a good matchup for running backs. I'm in for Miles Sanders this week. And again, it's easy to say Christian McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift, but I want to go with some different guys this week. Uh, you know, the non-obvious. And Josh Jacobs, maybe you, you have to start him because you you faded the running back position or maybe he's your flex. It just depends on your team uh, makeup here, but Josh Jacobs versus the Titans. I like that matchup as well. The Titans have given up the second most rushing yards per game so far and the most points per game to the running back position. I'm sorry. Yep, to the running back position. Uh, Bills had their three running backs combined for 89 rushing yards in week two. 
Saquon lit up the Titans for 164 rushing yards in week one. Jacobs has yet to score 10 fantasy points, so I'm sure people are hesitating a little bit hearing this. But I think uh, there was a good sign is uh, the good sign was that the efficiency week one with his 10 carries to hit 57 on the ground was there. Good sign in week two was 20 total touches. So 19 on the ground, he had a catch. So week one, efficient. Week two, good volume. He's a top 10 running back in snap share. So seeing this is a great matchup, I'm hoping that the workload from week two carries over into this game. And maybe we can see some actual work in the red zone that we hasn't seen yet. For Josh Jacobs, again, Titans, giving up the second most rushing yards per game and the most points per game to the running back position for fantasy. It's a good running back matchup on paper so far. I think Jacobs, even though he hasn't had a great fantasy week, has done um, or has, has shown signs of, hey, he, he's gotten some volume last week and week one he was efficient. So I do like Josh Jacobs this week. Last running back, Damian Pierce. So Lovey Smith on Pierce. Uh, this was tweeted out by Dan uh, Weirderer from the Chicago Tribune. He tweeted out uh, that Lovey Smith was quoted saying, we as a football team need to finish. I haven't said that an awful lot to Damian. He finishes plays. He's what we want to be, toughness, extra effort. All those things you talk about is exactly what we see from him. So you got Lovey Smith hyping up his rookie quarterback, or I'm sorry, running back. Snap percentage jumped week one to two, 29% to 62%. Touches from 12 to 16. 69 rushing yards against Denver in week two. He ran the ball great in preseason. So we're seeing signs of things going up for Damian Pierce. He might be like a buy low target in, in, in redraft right now. Snap percentage going up, touches going up. Chicago gives up the most rushing yards per game on the ground. This could be the breakout week for Damian Pierce, seeing things are trending up. And again, Chicago is not doing well against the run. All right, shifting over to the wide receiver position. Chris Olave versus the Panthers. Carolina's played the Browns week one, where Jacoby Brissett threw for only 147 passing yards and a touchdown, which was enough to beat them. Then they played the Giants wide receiver group that we are all questioning what is going on. Richie James is leading the team in receiving yards. There, that's enough said right there. Chris Olave, the Saints' first round draft pick out of, out of Ohio State that they traded up for and grabbed. Three for 41 week one in his first ever NFL game. Week two, he went five for 80. Huge receiving yard day. The stat that stands out the most in this specific game, though, was 13 targets. Only four players in the league had more in week two targets. Alave currently leads the league in air yards and deep targets. This means a big receiving touchdown is about to happen at any time. Add a glimpse of big targets on top of that, and he could be scary if consistency is there with his usage. I like Chris Alave against the Panthers to potentially have his breakout game. Next guy I like has is, is had a down season so far, DK Metcalf versus the Falcons. No bias following up a big trade I made for him in, in Dynasty, but he has yet to score eight fantasy points. Atlanta gives up the third most points per game to wide receivers, the 11th most yards per game. Cooper Cup had two touchdowns, and Al Robinson had a touchdown last week. Jarvis Landry week one had 114 receiving yards, and Michael Thomas scored two touchdowns. So the Falcons are giving up 
good points per game to wide receivers and plenty of touchdowns. 13 targets in his first two games. He participated in 100% of the Seahawks routes. May need to make plays happen and make a big play happen versus like Geno Smith being the reason that a big play is made. But I think this is a matchup where we can see the DK we've seen in the past. Guy has been making some solid catches so far uh, this season. He just had that that uh, that flea flicker one-handed grab. Pretty sure there was another diving one in week one. He's good. I mean, he's good. He's super athletic. He's going to have his big days. He's going to power through the adversity of this uh, um, Seahawks team right now. I think the Falcons present one of those DK Metcalf games. Another guy I like this week, Alan Lazard versus the Bucks. After missing week one, he came back in to play 81% of the snaps versus Chicago. Only two for 13 in this one. He did score a touchdown. We regard the Bucks as a, a tough defense against the pass, and they are, but uh, Olave, who I just mentioned, just put 80 receiving yards on them, and Michael Thomas a touchdown last week. The week prior versus the Cowboys, Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz both had over 60 receiving yards. Last week, four different Packers had three catches. Nobody over that. Week one, A.J. Dillon led uh, the team in catches with five, and then four different players had three or four catches. Preseason, Aaron Rodgers spoke openly about it being Alan Lazard's time to shine after Devonta Adams was gone. He's been spreading the ball out, but I think in this specific matchup, I think he looks to the guy that he's been hyping up, especially knowing it's a tough one. I think he has more trust in Alan Lazard than you know rookies Christian Watson or Romeo Dubs, even Sammy Watkins. So although it, you know although it's a tough matchup versus the Buccaneers, I, I do like Alan Lazard this week to potentially be that separator in in where the targets and the receptions are going instead of just a bunch of random guys getting, you know, three or four a game. Last wide receiver on my list, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster versus Indianapolis. So Brandon Cooks, seven for 82. Christian Kirk last week, six for 78 and two touchdowns. So we're seeing wide receivers be Pretty successful against the Colts so far, at least the the number one wide receiver in those games for the other team. Eight targets and three targets the first two weeks, so he regressed there. You know, week one, six for 79 looked good. He regressed the next week, but I could have sworn he was banged up heading into that Thursday game. Tied for second in targets with MVS behind Kelsey on the Chiefs right now. I think he gradually just becomes the one after Kelsey instead of Mahomes like Rodgers spreading the ball out. Unless Sky Moore like drastically steps his game up, uh, seeing that MVS is like the other wide receiver right now who I don't think is good, uh, I think Juju is going to continue to step up and build that connection with Patrick Mahomes. We've seen the the flashes in preseason. I think it's there. Uh, game on the road versus the Colts. This could be the start of that. Let's uh, shift over to the tight end positions. Got Kenny in the chat talking about Damian Pierce. Could be a wet one in Chicago too, which could even more be um, a game focused on the ground. So that's another good sign right there. Tight end position. Uh, I'm going to say it now, and it's, you know, it's not, I, I don't want to be that guy saying like every week he's going to have his bounce back week or his good week. I'm going to say it now, and I won't say it again if, if I was wrong, but Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts versus Seattle, 3.9 fantasy points exactly in his first two games because he has only caught two receptions for 19 in each of them. 
He mirrored those two games, which is wild. Top 10 in points per game to tight ends. The Seattle Seahawks, all you know, although we see Pitts is more of a wide receiver. Top 10 in passing yards per game given up as well. Quarterback Marcus Mariota said there were a couple of moments when the Rams were double covering Pitts in their game last week. And then he was quoted saying, just the way that the game flows where he's going to get his targets, he's going to find the ball, the ball, the ball will find him. These first couple weeks, it's just it just hasn't happened that way. That's what Mariota said. So he recognizes that, hey, you know, he was getting double covered. Uh, he's a good player. He's 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 going to get the ball and it's going to finally, you know, you know, at some point um, shift towards his favor. I'm still rolling out Pittsburgh, Seattle. He had over a thousand yards his rookie year. Uh, one of the best tight end prospects we've, we've seen. He's a freak athlete. He looked great in preseason. If I'm trusting anybody on this list or anybody who's had a down week to get it right, it's Pitts. Adding him uh, here because a lot of people have been questioning if they should bench him or not. I have him literally on almost every team. I think I'm in 13 leagues. I wouldn't be surprised if I have um, at least nine out of those 13 or eight out of those 13 Kyle Pitts on those teams. I have him everywhere. I'm not going to bench him against Seattle just to see him finally against the Seahawks who give up plenty to uh, tight ends and give up plenty in the air to have his big monster breakout day. We just saw Drake London have a great game last week. I think that's a good sign that you know the defensive focus won't all be on Kyle Pitts like it seemed to be against the, uh, the Rams, according to Marcus Mariota. So Kyle Pitts, don't bench him just yet. Seattle Seahawks, good matchup. Marcus Mariota is noting that uh, he, he understands that things have not gone his way and they will go his way at some point. I'm in on Kyle Pitts to have his bounce back game this week. The last tight end uh, in the, the last player here, uh, Tyler Higby versus Arizona. So Arizona is giving up the most fantasy points per game at tight ends. And there is a gap between them and the second place uh, uh, defense when it comes to giving up points to tight ends. They're giving up a lot to tight ends. Now, keep in mind, this is Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey who played against them. Waller, six for 50 and a touchdown in week two. Kelsey, eight for 121 and a touchdown in week one. So obviously, we're talking about two of the better tight ends in a game who I'll rate better than Tyler Higby. But again, it's worth noting that two teams have been successful with their tight ends in this specific matchup. Tyler Higby leads all tight ends right now in targets with 20. It's very surprising. 110 receiving yards and is number three in yards after the catch with 70. Getting looks in the red zone despite not scoring yet as well. Seeing this is a good tight end matchup and Higby is seeing consistent targets in a good offense, I think he is a great start start this week and I think that he scores in this Carolina I'm sorry Cardinals game Arizona Cardinals game so book that is the the hot take here Tyler Higby gets um plenty of looks in this one and scores against the Cardinals so going straight down the list again if you tuned in at the end starts of the week that I like to beat their projections I'm not saying they're going to be the number one players in their positions but Kirk Cousins versus Detroit Jared Goff versus Minnesota, Miles Sanders versus the Commanders, Josh Jacobs versus the Titans, Damian Pierce versus the Bears, Chris Olave versus the Panthers, DK Metcalf versus the Falcons, Alan Lazard versus the Bucks, Juju versus the Colts, Kyle Pitts versus the Seahawks, and Tyler Higby versus the Cardinals. So uh, hope 
Hope you guys enjoyed the show here. Hopefully you had some sort of benefit. Always uh, feel free to at me on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're seeing this, YouTube. Uh, ask me start and sits questions. I'm, I'm always here to help and uh, keep trucking along. All right, don't freak out if you're 0-2. Uh, don't, you know, put the, the, uh, the belt around your waist. If you're two and oh, just quite yet, uh, it's a long season and, uh, I'll be out here grinding every week. You can go on my Twitter page at P2W fantasy. You can see a bunch of stuff on there. I drop content on there every single day, always grinding, always trying to help you guys play to win. Good luck this week, guys.